0: do I am only electronic Out, virus, out of control, you are on your From now on, virtual reality, cyberspace, artificial intelligence, that is logic, data synchronized, execute, computer screen power of all systems, go eliminate, automatic, digital machine terminate, android, electronic malfunction, close down, shut down, light it out. The robots are taking over. In episode 9, we look at just how far. The rise and rise of technology has risen. We also talk about Trage's Tootle. Is it a turtle or powala? You decide. Oh, we look at hybrid dogs and hybrid work. We have a bit of a laugh about all that in episode nine. When we design good work, it requires science, expertise, consultation. We look at those fuzzy work boundaries. Sarah proposes the role of a chief work design strategist as a must. And we can listen to why Sarah thinks it's not just desirable but essential that we have such persons at the workplace. and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Witkowski, Sarah Bazell, and Alan Girl.
1: Trace, you've been talking about walking your dog. Yes. You call her a choodle? Choodle. What's Mindy? a choodle? Mindy,
0: Mindy the choodle is, um, well, Americans like to call them puwawas. Puwawa. Yeah. So you like that, didn't you? Yeah, Puawa. It rolls know, off the tongue. Of Puh-wawa. A Puwawa.
1: Yeah, that's, a like, See, that's you cool. Know, my last name's Pizel. I can often say, you know, it just sounds like Pizzazz, right? Yeah. Well. and Pizzazz. Okay, here we are. <laughs> Sarah Pizzazz. <You're laughs> Could you think of anything else? Svetlana. <laughs> an, Svetlana. <laughs> that's a
0: good Slavic name. I knew Svetlana once, but that's another conversation. Alright, so, so what,
1: what's
0: a Choodle. choodle. So okay, oh. so you've got the Chihuahua? And in this case, a long-haired chihuahua with a poodle, a miniature poodle. Combined, you get yourself a choodle.
1: Oh, uh, I'm going pooh-wa on that. Yeah, pooh is good. Oh, my yeah.
0: So when you said the toodle was mm-hmm. stunning, a bee, it, it would have been a big deal because it it's a was. little dog.
1: And a little tiny, that's right, curly or shaggy.
0: Well, we she just had a haircut recently, but all the above, really, because it's being a bigger hybrid. hybrid dog you're going to get a bit of shaggy a little bit of yeah yeah, a little bit of short hair depending so mindy actually looks like she's not a rescue dog she's a very privileged dog but but (laughs) is a very good actor (laughs) so when she was stung, what happened was she would of course limp uh, just walk along just with three paws and then the moment I offered a treat, suddenly on all fours. And, oh, funny And though. she'd forgotten. So, yeah, Mindy. So we're not sure to what extent or sustained a lot of pain and suffering. It was a slight swelling, but we removed the stinger or whatever it is. She's happy now. However, Dexter, who is our uh, Malamu cross pit bull, Dexter.
1: Is and, it a
0: moobull? Is it a well, the fact is, it's called Dexter, and people presume there are various bodies buried it's in that yard. It's, it's just Dexter. So it's just Dexter. just Dexter. On the other hand, Dexter was hospitalized for sustaining an anaphylactic shock by virtue of a wasp sting. Oh, he was dying. He suffered, He suffers from a reaction. Clearly, Mindy doesn't.
1: So you so like hybrid dogs, like hybrid working? Hybrid dogs
0: that get stunned by insects. <laughs> now, I think we need to set the record straight, Alan? because
2: I have this wonderful visual of you at the moment walking down the street yes. in your yeah. high heels with Dexter and the turtle. <laughs> yes, because <So laughs> Dexter the, was with us on the walk,
0: yes. Oh, Dexter right, okay, was so there that too. Has, yeah. Yeah. That has not happened. That's not a, a real thing. Uh,
1: the high heels. The
0: no. high heels, yeah, but, but not during the day, Alan, please. <laughs> so, so the thing is, So now we're going to go
1: around the table here. Tell me about your pets. Oh, I have a Labrador, Kobe, and I have the boss of the family, a Burmese cat named Simba. Simba rules the roost. Right. Uh
2: So I live on acreage and uh, consequently I'm surrounded by animals. But the one that gets the most attention is a Border Collie dog um, who uh, is constantly following us around and he thinks he's helpful.
0: Why is it so tempting and why is it just so easy for, for everybody to default or revert back to behavioural explanations as to why people do things at work?
1: System design is complex, let's just call it like it is. Complex, it takes a lot of time, it requires responsibility, uh, it requires you to look up you know, within and outside and so it, it's easy to, to relegate responsibility, isn't it? It seems easier. Mm-hmm. It's really, it is, it's, there's no mm-hmm. question that you need to have some science and some expertise yeah. coupled with consultation with workers. Consultation with workers is one aspect, but not the only solution. You've got to couple this with science and expertise, and that has to be a facilitated process to design good work. So it's a, it's a mas- massive commitment, and but cost. innovation, it might mm-hmm. seem costly upfront, short term, but the innovations that can flow thereafter yeah. are significant. So everything I read about human systems integration, everything I, I look at for human systems integration involving you know, what's the right way to recruit a worker right through the life cycle of the worker, for, to recruit, to train, to retain, to manage if there's an aberration, an injury, right through to their retirement. Everything I read, if you do this well, there are cost savings, business objectives are met, less rework done. You know, I'm always going to say prevention better, yeah. than, better than cure. It's often too much fragmentation yeah. in the workplace. And I still go back to this, this vision that I have about the chief work design strategist, somebody who is connecting business units, unifying the strategies that they have and relating it to the design of work. Somebody who also has some connection to conventional designers and has this consultancy arm, this list of, Experts, like you talked about whether or not you need to have some psychos- psychological experts, some medical experts, but also conventional designers, industrial design, engineering design, interior design, etc., available. And then somebody who also understands the need for research, looking at evidence in the research, scientific evidence to underpin the decisions that are made. And that one person can make a big influence and Create a regenerative design situation where other people learn about design. Other people can contribute in meaningful ways.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, in workplaces, people often, when they think of the term design or a designer, I'm right here, Alan. Would you agree that it's the idea when you look at it definitionally in the section, it's someone who's going to design a physical object, a
1: structure yeah. or a an structure, object,
0: like a like at a tower, or
1: opposed to a job that's designed or a work system. That is design.
0: So tell me a bit about that. What Are they simply called workplace designers or what's the tag? I call it?
1: myself that, work design strategist.
0: Work design strategist, okay.
1: So you may have somebody with a background in human factors, in ergonomics. You may have somebody, and even underneath that, underpinning that can come from psychology, from engineering, from an allied health background, you know.
0: So collaborative team, multi, multi-talented or multifaceted group of workers sure. or one person, one person band? You. You're, you're playing the drums, you've got the accordion. It
1: feels like that sometimes. You've
0: got the monkey on your back and you're uh, out there playing away.
1: It feels like <laughs> that you... sometimes, stretch <laughs> But, but it, yeah. it's at least a role, a figurehead, somebody that is, that is assigned ideally. Yeah. And this is this vision that I share who is helping to integrate a lot ah. of strategy that is not necessary, not usually unified. So for this yeah. worker who's been working yeah. this 12-hour shift. Yeah, you know,
0: handling who, dry
1: goods. Handling dry goods. Who was looking at the nature of the physical work that yeah. he was doing? Who was looking at the level of uh, interruptions in the social relationships, the power, the authority that this person had to uh, monitor and mediate their work? Who was looking at their shifts that they had to do? Who was looking at the procurement of any products or equipment that they look that they had to use? Who was looking at the travel and the distance that they needed to mm. make and what supports were happening, mm. right? Mm. And did they all share some business unit uh, language, you know? Did they have a goal that overlapped different business units? So i mean, you give you some really basic examples. Yeah. Really, really basic. Let me just go back into the physical ergonomics kind of basic domain space. If you mm. looked at reducing the physical load in a manual task you've also just designed for diversity because suddenly you've reduced the risk for you know a musculoskeletal disorder you've also reduced some fatigue risks but you've now made the job more accessible for women and older workers same objective across multiple business units use their language to achieve it you have one task that everybody's focused on if you will and you've met several objectives throughout the business. But those linkages just aren't made. They're just not mm. made very well.
0: We're talking about a re... Uh, this is like a complete deconstruction of um, of the way in which work is always looked at in this sort of linear process. It's, it's sort of like that sort of causative. It's, oh, well, what, what were the reasons for this? And then try and find out in like silos, just in different boxes. Yeah. So a whole of design looks at...
1: Uh, It looks at how humans are involved in the work system. So what do they need to perform well? What do they need? What are the task-based needs of humans? Have humans been considered in the design of work? What are the business objectives? What are the business values? And how do humans fit in that system? Have they been considered in the life cycle of that design? Is the system resilient and regenerative and agile, as I've mentioned? And can we anticipate and learn from what occurs at work, for what's known and unknown. So, you know, can humans make the very best decisions? Are they given the best information available in what we call a distributed situation awareness from what computers might tell them, from what the environment might tell them, from what other workers and communication happens yeah. from leadership or colleagues, right? Can they make good decisions and can they act in ways that we hope expect the system to work well? So this is going to come up more and more in remote technologies. We think, I know, automation is the answer, right? You can remove humans and all the variability that humans bring from the system. Automation simply changes what people need to do. And often it takes their work from having to be what might have been routine or menial physical tasks into more cognitive tasks. More decisions need to be made. So humans still are involved and you yeah. still need a human systems integration around this.
0: They become the console operators rather than the physical handlers. Correct. But so they've gone, gone from that physical to the cognitive. Or the
1: operators of mining equipment, for example. Yeah. They may be doing this remote. We've got lots of automation that you're hearing about where you can have, you know, fully automated one all the way through levels five five, sorry, fully automated to no automation, the reverse. And this hybrid in between. You've got places where you I'm seeing multiplayer where people are actually in chairs and VR goggles and they're simulating operating equipment. But I may be doing it. Trage, you may be doing it. Alan, you may be doing it. And we don't know at any given time who's operating that equipment. It changes so that we're always attentive. But should you fail, I can take over and override, right? That's one system that's coming into place for Mm. things like mining equipment.
0: Yeah, so the the, the actual task is being... On remotely. Simulated well, in a
1: chair and that yeah. seems to move wow. as well as the VR goggles, and it's all happening remote.
0: So the right? robot that in effect is doing it. So there's something a machine is doing it without the human in it.
1: Correct. And then you might have just traditional computer-based panels where you're doing yeah. remote control, or you're in a control room where you need to be able to detect what's happening. You need to be attentive. You certainly can't be fatigued then, you know, which is hard because you may have very Monotonous things happening most of the time, and then suddenly something happens. You've got to be given instruction. Making in the Sunshine Coast, you've got a cable connecting Japan and America to Queensland to Australia. It is so. Are you aware of this? No, so no, this no, is no. This is huge technology, which means all of the companies around Australia that are considering going more automated could set up their base in the Sunshine Coast and test things out. Because what's the number one thing that's going to have a system fail? When you're going more automated and you're trying to remove systems, if your internet goes down, I park in mm-hmm. background here and I get 3G and I can't send a message for a little while, right? That's it. And now it's coming, so we need to have testing centers to test this out. PS4,
0: you've got, you're, pl- you're literally at a console and you're controlling, except this is the real world and you've got huge items and, and you're testing so huge. Yeah, automation automation's a big thing.
1: And remote work therefore is not going to happen just in the office space. We're talking about hybrid work in an office space, we're now talking about hybrid work in an industrial
0: space. So by extension, you're at your home in Sunshine Coast, you, you've got your VR yeah. goggles on, and Why you're not? operating, you know, a six ton whatever, Doing I, something. I
1: could be home. Oh. I could be in a control room or I could be in a room with a Oh, happens cares. when
0: the cat walks over your lap.
1: Yeah. And that's oh. and that oh. what happens when the cat walks over my keyboard, my monitor, my control box, right?
0: And hits like self-destruct or something. <laughs> <laughs> like kill the humans or just something that's been to the vehicle <laughs> 90 degrees to the right. So Which
1: this is huge. I mean, it is huge. Distributed workforce. You yeah. cannot just keep it only in your mind of the office worker. Cognitive worker is also coming to the industrial space.
0: And now let's add another dimension because that's what we're all talking about right now. You've got a hacker.
1: Yes. A Russian hacker.
0: And what's if this hacker hacked an industrial space and you've got your VR goggles on? Chilling out, well, not chilling because you're working, but you're at home in a hybrid environment, and the system gets compromised.
1: Can I swear? I mean, you're screwed. See, you can
0: <laughs> swear. You do what you like. It's <laughs> of, it's, it's very sanitised. It's but <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, this is danger This is like Danger Will Robinson. This is Lost in Space kind of stuff.
1: All right. So it is.
0: Okay. Actually, so I'm I freaking wouldn't... out a bit at the moment. You... Just give me a moment. All right.
1: I'm. I'm, I'm my son asks me to look at. My son asked me to look at one of his homework pieces, right? Yeah. And my son is looking at a homework and yeah. it's a multiple choice math question. And he says, Hey Monk, I'm stuck. Can you help me? Oh sure. All right, I think I can look at at that time, he's now seventh grade, it was sixth grade math. Yeah, okay. Or early seventh grade machine. Well, oh, sure, sure, sure. All right, I'll have a look. And I'm looking at all of the answers, A, B, C, D, and E, and none of them make sense. And I am like, I check my calculator, look online. What? Have I really forgotten this? He starts giggling in the background. I said, What what's going on? And he and he says, Mom, it's coding. I go, What do you mean it's coding? Yeah. It's coding. He goes on the computer, he shows me he changed the answers to trick me. This is a Uh, proven education
0: uh, uh, publication
1: during the pandemic where students could learn from my son's a hacker. My son had
0: seriously coding.
1: Right? It's all that if you can't code. And he changed he changed the answers. And I said, "You've got to. You must change that back." And he did it in less than thirty seconds.
0: See, I'm really now starting to get a bit hyped okay. here, hyper. Alert. So you he's, he's going to be the future James Kirk. No, this no, is a no. no. Right? These days, if you if you're not coding, you're nothing. When, when you're at like a, a millennial, or j- coding is the thing. So yeah, coding you, is a thing. Russian
1: it's hackers. You know, we're worried about. Yeah. Worried about uh, WikiLeaks, right?
2: Yeah. But <laughs> well, we, we, we should acknowledge that the Russian embassy uh,
0: hasn't been consulted. Hasn't done. You know? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm only, sure. only my, going by the news. Yeah. 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 It was you're just either. an example.
1: Disclaimer. But, uh, Good lawyering. But,
0: but, or it could be like that young boy from Rockdale who uh, who's responsible for trying to uh, you know, blackmail Optus with respect to, to the data that he'd procured from the dark web or something like this. Right. But at the end of the day, this is frightening because if um, if work is becoming more and more... Uh, technologically distributed and then redistributed
1: highly and, automated yeah, systems it's or one, distributed work and requires good technology
0: that's yeah. right and it's one thing for example if you're entering some data about um, some kpis about the work and let's let's say for argument's sake it's not contentious and gets hacked whoops right let's get the investigation going but what frightens me is as work becomes more and more um, automated, and as it becomes more and more digitised, the reality of of a machine going rogue, some type of AI, go- because of an intervention through a hack, for example, that frightens the crap out of me. Well,
2: you can you can deal with it as you can many other things, where you just you, you start by asking the question of was that reasonably foreseeable, and if it was reasonably foreseeable, yeah. then you have a duty to attend to it and yeah. guard against it. If it's not reasonably foreseeable, then you, you, you know you would have an excuse. But I think you're right, it, it, it is worrying because if there's, when we look at full automation, if someone mm. hacks into a piece of machinery like yeah. a piece of farming equipment and is able to take control of the equipment or yeah. uh, render it so it's not under control. A
1: military missile? Uh, yeah.
2: Well, yes,
0: yes. A, satellite? It, then um, it could be a big problem. I mean, what's enough malfunction and go rogue or if they've been hacked?
1: And, and let's, just, let's also go back to this point about reasonable expectations, right? And the management of reasonable yeah. situations because we're often talking about the things that make the news. So instead of that risk-based consideration, what happens now when we better consider consequence? So it's not probab- mm. probabilistic. It's not about probabilities. It's about shit that can go wrong and mm. really wrong that'll hit the fan that we yeah. best Probably, define for yeah. Yeah,
2: when you're talking about reasonable foreseeability, so every um, producer of software these days sends out updates, you know, patches that you've got to put on you mm. or, or updates that you've got to do to your software. So you've got to stay on top of that. You have to
0: make sure that your software is always up to date. But I guess it's one and one thing to be and technically correct and say we were it was reasonably foreseeable. We had all these patches, but still um, something happened and about 20 people died in a, in a, in a mine shaft. I guess uh, on the one hand, it's one thing to say, look, we did everything we could, but, but the consequences, they're the things that sort of frighten me a bit. was well, starting to see some of that with the
2: driverless vehicles. Yeah, um, Starting to see accidents where there's debates about whether or not it's the... Fault to the manufacturer of the vehicle or oh. whether it's something yeah. else mm-hmm. um drones oh, you're right you know you say you 20 people being hurt well what if we had a driverless bus
0: yeah. and it it crashed
1: and right. we're getting closer and closer to that yeah, yeah. Get very we're getting drones
0: yeah. to delivering our burritos so we've got two have...
1: metro lines of battery electric buses coming to yeah. uh brisbane they're not they're not mm. re- they're not remote operation. They have an operator there, but there's more and more automation built into mm. those systems, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, I guess that is food for thought because that, that redefines, let alone redesigns, how work will be performed.
1: I, I tell you again again, there's a case for work design strategist in pretty much every medium to large enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm convinced of it. Uh, I'm just ahead of my time, guys. <laughs>
0: We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.